Merhaba from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Turkey update from the 3rd of August 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. On Wednesday the 27th of July, Fenerbahce, one of the three main football clubs in the country, played against Dynamo Kiev at the UEFA Championships League and lost the match 2-1. After Dynamo Kiev scored its first goal, a group of Fenerbahce fans started chanting the name of the Russian president Vladimir Putin. Following the incident, Ukraine's ambassador to Turkey said that it was very sad to hear Fenerbahce fans support a Russian killer who is currently bombing Ukraine. In a written statement, the Fenerbahce football club said that the fans' behavior didn't reflect the club's stance against Russia's invasion of Ukraine. They said that the chance came as a response to the, quote, exaggerated gestures of some of the Dynamo players, but added that the club found the reaction of the crowd unacceptable. The UEFA launched an investigation into the matter. Moving on, on Saturday the 30th of July, in the country's capital city, Ankara, a man attacked an Alevi foundation and two Alevi places of worship called Jemevi. The suspect attacked the Shahi Merdon Jemevi during a religious ritual and threw chairs at the cleric, injuring another worshipper. He then stabbed a woman at the Turkmen Alevi Bektashi Foundation. On the same day, the police detained the suspect. He said that he had acted alone and claimed that, quote, a divine force told him to carry out the attacks. However, on Monday the 1st of August, the police took two more people into custody. The police believed they had all worked together. Many opposition figures condemned his actions, calling it an organized attack that stemmed from the government's disregard for the Alevi faith. The executive branch doesn't recognize Alevism as a formal religion, which leaves the religious minority unprotected from extremists' attacks like this one. In a joint statement, Alevi groups also claimed that the attack had been organized. They said that they have always been against policies that polarized and otherized people. The groups claimed that they were aware of the deep state forces that used assassins and guided killers to carry out several massacres of Alevis. They added that they were also aware of the language of violence the Justice and Development Party government adopted to create an environment of chaos and conflict before the upcoming elections. They advised people to be cautious of provocations like this and not to act on them. Moving on. Back in June, President Erdogan accused the Gezi protesters of, quote, burning down mosques. Many people requested proof for his allegations, and many others questioned why there weren't any charges against protesters if they really did burn down mosques. Tajatin Bayer, a parliament member for the main opposition, the Republican People's Party, or CHP, requested the names and locations of the mosques in question from the Presidency's Communication Center, or GMER. The GMER redirected the request to the Ministry of Interior, which forwarded it to the Directorate General of Religious Affairs, best known as Dayanet. Bayer announced that the Dayanet said that there were no reports on Gezi protesters burning down mosques. He said, quote, In short, Dayanet confirms that our president is a liar. He didn't hesitate to lie and slander people about religion in order to protect his seat. The president has also been accusing Gezi protesters of drinking alcohol in a mosque since the protests started nine years ago, despite the fact that the clerics at the mosque refuted these claims back in 2013. Some say that Erdogan is targeting Gezi protesters to further divide the secular and religious communities 
and get religious people on his side in light of the upcoming elections. Speaking of elections, on Wednesday the 27th of July, in a visit to the city of Malatya, Weli Ababa, the CHP's general vice chairman, addressed questions about the presidential candidate of the nation's alliance, the opposition coalition. He said that the CHP's presidential candidate was, without a doubt, Kamal Khalid Dawalu, the head of the party. However, he pointed out that the coalition would decide on a candidate for the alliance together. This is the first time the coalition has mentioned the name of a possible candidate. President Erdogan has been pushing the opposition coalition to announce a candidate for months, but they've been refraining from giving out hints about their candidate. On Monday the 1st, on CHP's request, the chairman of the parliament arranged an emergency meeting to discuss the problems healthcare workers face, even though the parliament is in recess until the 1st of October. The parliament requires a quorum of 200 members. However, there were only 159 present because of the parliament's members from the Nationalist People's Party, or MHP, and the Democratic People's Party, or HDP, didn't attend the meeting. The members of the ruling Justice and Development Party attended the meeting, but they didn't register their attendance, so they were legally absent. Because there weren't enough members, the assembly couldn't proceed with the meeting. Following this, the CHP said that they had invited the assembly to the parliament to solve one of the main problems of the country, but that the AKP and the MHP chose to render the parliament dysfunctional. He further added that, quote, whatever negative happens to the healthcare workers next will be on them. However, he didn't hold the HDP accountable for being absent. The parliament will hold the meeting on the 1st of October, after the recess ends. Since parliament is in recess, the CHP has decided to have their group meetings in different cities every week. The CHP plans to visit cities where they got the lowest votes in 2019 elections. On Tuesday the 2nd, they had their first out-of-parliament meeting in Erzurum. 120 CHP parliament members flew to Erzurum. Their group meeting was open to the public. Afterward, the parliament members toured the city in groups of 20 to listen to the citizens' concerns. On Friday the 29th of July, the Istanbul Security Directorate's anti-terror branch detained 12 suspects that they believed had connections with the Kurdishan Workers' Party, or PKK, which the government deems a terrorist organization. One of the suspects was the district head of the HDP's Besiktas branch. The government believes that the HDP has links to the PKK. The police alleged that the suspects were trying to influence people into joining the PKK and recruiting young people as youth militias in their rural fields. On Monday the 1st, the court sent five of the suspects to prison and put two more on house arrest. The HDP district head and four others were released on bail and are now awaiting trial. A parliament member of the ruling AKP shared on social media that farmers were selling a kilogram of tomatoes to the markets for three lira, around 20 US cents, and criticized markets for selling them at 14 liras, around 80 cents. Following his post, many people criticized the fact that a member of the ruling party was sharing tweets instead of making bills to protect the people and farmers from soaring prices. Many others criticized the parliament member for being oblivious to the market's growing expenses and transportation costs and trying to lay the blame on the markets. After the backlash he faced, the parliament member tweeted that the government had nothing to do with the high prices and people who criticized the government were using this as an opportunity to make them look bad. On the note about high prices, the provincial municipality of Bafra of the city of Samsun put a stop to the increase in food prices. 
Previously, farmers were selling a kilogram of watermelon for 50 kurus, or about 2 US cents, to the markets. Markets were then selling those watermelon at 5 liras, around 30 US cents. The mayor of Bafra said that the farmers were selling the produce for way less than their cost, out of fear that they wouldn't be able to sell any of it if they priced it higher. So now the municipality is helping the farmers sell their own produce directly to the consumer. Currently, they're selling watermelons at 1.5 liras, around 9 cents, and profits go directly to the farmers. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Is there anything about these updates you'd like to change? Give us some feedback at turkey at Rorschach.com or message us on Instagram or Twitter at Rorschach Turkey. Hasakalin! Hasakalin!